Hey, you're listening to Commander Kukult Podcast, episode 161. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to do the epic Thero set review crossover with instant sorceries and planeswalkers. Now hit our theme song! Holy shit, you nailed it one day. That's pretty good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to continue the epic Thero set review crossover. We're going to talk about some instants and some sorceries and planeswalkers, as I just said. But before we do any of that, we've got to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Ooh, very much so. I've got a new article published with them as of today. The best, top 10. Yeah, best, best commander cards of 2019. What was number one? Want to give a little spoiler teaser, maybe? Hey, no spoilers. Give, give, give a little teaser, this Ryan. This isn't even the pre-show. You know, okay, one spoiler. Yeah, I'm really proud of the fact that this is number one, given the discussion that was around it, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. time to eat crow, I say, on Twitter. That's right. <laughs> Card number one. I'm not going to say that it. Don't, you gotta, no. Link will be in the show notes. Yeah, fans of the show will know. They'll know. They'll know. Face-to-face games aside, other than, you know, going to the Open in Saskatoon February 1st, Ooh. be there or be square, we've got a set review to do. We've got a very special guest, part of the Epic Theros set review crossover. I don't know what order those words are supposed to be in, but today we have our good friend, ZT, Zach Taylor from Commander Social. Zach, what's going down? Hey, not much, man. Uh, while you guys were talking earlier, I looked up your article on face-to-face games, and I think your number one is legit. So. Oh, yeah. It's no spoilers, though. But right? no, I'm not saying what it is. I'm just saying it's legit. I agree. But it's uh, a solid number one. Yeah, definitely. It was it, it was my number two, but it was Ryan's number one. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So here's to, that's a good crossover. Any avid commander, any avid commander social listeners will know your number two, Ryan's number one, Ryan Green. Yes. Your co-host. Yes. The other Ryan. And anybody knows. From listening to, I think it was episode 98 of Commander Cookout, where we wow. reviewed the set that this card is from, they'll know why I need to eat crow, because I said everything on the card makes it look terrible, but it's actually the best card from last year. Yeah, like, <laughs> like who would have thought Black Lotus was that good? I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, that's it's only, right. It's only medium. It's Yeah, it's yeah fine. no, it's, fine. it's not much. It's not much. So, th- <laughs> thanks, th- thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's good to be here and whatnot. Yeah, well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your your social media, and where they can find you, where where you're from, what you do. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like Ryan said, I um, co-host uh, Commander Social with Ryan Green. Um, you know, if you want to get at me, I'm at Z4CK38 on uh, Twitter. Our podcast is at Commander Social. So, um, you know, you can see our videos on YouTube every Tuesday. Most Tuesdays, not every Tuesday, sometimes it's a little bit of a delay, but you can also get the audio on Wednesdays from, you know, those places you get podcasts and whatnot. So that's about it. Also, I, uh, I'm i in love with Star Wars, and I want to note that no cacti will be harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> A reference to Brando's cactus that was knocked off his desk earlier this week. Oh, scumbag cleaners, man. Hey, if they weren't for if it weren't for the cleaners, you'd be running around in your own filth though. Well, we're already we talk about the mic sock every oh. week. Like I'm not saying that they're bad cleaners, but that mic sock has been dirty for like four weeks. Yeah. Anybody who watches a pre show will know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's gross. I was like, so what's a, thir- what's a mic sock? 
Oh, <laughs> it's like that little fuzzy thing that you put over the mic. Oh yeah, yeah. There's one that's like full of lip skin yeah. and it stuff. It has like actual like human flesh on. Oh it. yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely like wipe mine off because I'm like ooh, just in case. Yeah, throw it in the dishwasher or yeah. something. We don't even we don't even use them. We raw dog it up in CCO Nation. <laughs> word word. <laughs> Safety first, everybody. Let's let's keep it clean, boys. That, that's right. So real quick, thirty seconds or less, Brando. Let everybody out in CCO Nation if they're new or coming visiting us for the Epic Theros set review crossover. Let them know where to find us, and then I'll do some of the Epic set review crossover business. Okay, we are CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see our deck lists and stuff. No list this week. We're just going to talk about the set in general or commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, no nudes unless they are of Zach Taylor. Oh, Zach Taylor nudes, ET. Been- you can also find us anywhere bo- anywhere better podcasts are found. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook and all the general social media places. And if you want a better rundown of any of that, you can check out our official official home on the entire internet, Commander Cookout. Uh, com. And I will say, for anybody who says they can't find the social media coordinates on commandercookout.com, they're over on the right where it says social media. That's yeah. where they are. They're also in the show notes down below on whatever platform you're watching on. Oh, 100% they're there too. Yeah, yeah it's sure. all there. Oh, I was looking for those earlier. Thanks. oh man okay so we've mentioned it 700 times already this is the epic thero set review crossover show today we are doing instance sorceries and p-dubs or planeswalkers in the nation and if you caught any of cmdr central or commander central with dana max and chris yesterday if you listen to them the day that they come out they would have reviewed Creatures, I believe, right? Do they have a special guest like we do? They do they who do they have, Zach? Do they have Ryan? No. No. Maybe Do they have Do, do they have Matt? No, we oh, have Matt. Do they have Josh LaCroix? No. Do they have uh, You guys have to keep guessing until you get it right because I mean Bozo the Clown? Close. I mean Brando's mom. <laughs> I mean, I, well, you're getting closer. You're you're almost there, Zach. I thought you were gonna say it, and then you did. Oh, oh, is it just uh, straight up be- Brando? We're beating yeah. around the bush. Yeah, they have Brando. It's me, you fucking guys. Jesus. Oh, come on. My bad. I, I legitimately so, didn't know. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who listened to CMDR Center yesterday is just screaming at their phone. Hey, you yeah. fucking guys. God damn it, Brando. You even know. I'm going to dunk on everything. I haven't even done it yet. I bet you I dunked <laughs> on so many cards. Yeah, so it should, it should go for saying that we don't have the complete, complete set at this point, but we do have all the Planeswalkers. And we think that we have all of the biggest, splashiest instants and sorceries. There was some leaked cards that we're going to try and stay away from, but mostly those came out of a booster pack and a Walgreens and who cares? Texarkana. Yeah, or Arkansas or Detroit or maybe... Doesn't matter where the damn pack was open because it just doesn't matter. We're going to get to the instants and sorceries in a bit. They're spoiled by now in real life anyway. They just aren't spoiled right now. That's right. Right now, we have got the P-dubs, the Planeswalkers, and for the last time ever, as of right now, we are getting the Planeswalker dual decks. Sure. Sure, and I'll bet you these things are such bombs that we're all going to be begging them to take away those extra EDH decks and go back to the Planeswalker stuff. Well, they are bangers for sure. That was a joke. <laughs> so wait, is this a is this a versus pack or is this two separate planeswalker decks? Do we know? 
These are two separate. I have no idea. I think that they're sixty card decks with everything. I think everything's from the new set. But and they're in the same box though. Okay, yeah, they're the like same they're, box. They're the okay. ones with like the the they they kind of look like they've got the blister front and the decks are kind of looking at each other. Oh, are they in the same oh. box? It, yeah, it doesn't. I think so. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not buying. Neither this is shit anybody anymore. else. That's why they're getting rid of them. Exactly. <laughs> so we, first up, we have got. Sort of the face card in Elspeth Undaunted Hero. Brando, do the honors. It is a five loyalty planeswalker for white, 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 two. Ooh, so we're already getting a discount on the regular face card planeswalker cost. Hell yeah, but she's awesome. Uh, plus two, you put a plus one, plus one counter on up to two target creatures. Minus two, you search your library and or graveyard for a creature named Sunlit Hoplite. Easy for me to say. Put that shit into play. If you search your library, you shuffle it, and then it's got minus eight until end of turn. Creatures you control gain flying and plus X plus X, where X is your devotion to white. So at least three. So, and five loyalty planeswalker. Yeah, it's a five loyalty planeswalker, whatever. So let's break it down a little bit. Lots to unpack there. Plus two, she gives up to plus one, plus one counter on up to, what is it, two creatures up you to, control? Up to two creatures. Up to, you don't have to control them. So you can definitely buff your opponent's creatures if you want to just... Admit that you've played a shitty Planeswalker and you just need her gone to hide your shame. <laughs> or you can put zero counters on whatever. Like, you can just choose no counters on no creatures. That's true. You can definitely pay white, white, white two and do nothing. Is this a good enough ability to run for this, Zach? Do you like this for a plus two to go- Elspeth up to seven, still out of alt range? No. That's it's pretty terrible. Oh. All right, all right. Well, what about the what about the minus two? You get a sunlit hoplite. It's a uh, it's a two one. Okay, man. And uh, as long as it's your turn, it has first strike. Ooh. And as long as you have an Elspeth, doesn't have to be this one. Uh, it gets plus one plus oh. Is the, how about that? Is that a is the hoplite a bird? Uh, uh, nope. It looks like it's a person with a javelin. Human soldier. Maybe oh, three people okay. with javelins. Well, it's not a bird. I don't care. <laughs> for well, what the hell is a what is a hoplite? Now that we're thinking about it, what the hell is a hoplite? Because nothing in there is hopping or light. I don't know what a hoplite is. This is what I was thinking though. Do we care that we can search our graveyard to get this? Like if it dies and then we get it back. Do we care that we can maybe farm a enter the battlefield trigger from it if we have like repeatedly if we have a Cathar's Crusade? Guess. Do we do we run Elspeth just to get a hoplite for free to trigger our Cathar's Crusade? Probably not. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we run the other five mana Elspeth, it's way better with Cathar's Crusade, and then oh, we yeah. don't have to run Sunlit Hoplite in our deck. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, what if you draw the Sunlit Hoplite and not Elspeth? Because huh. now you just have a super shitty creature <laughs> oh, in your hand. so terrible. Wait, the yeah. Hoplite doesn't get Elspeth? Lame. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is another card in here, Elspeth's Devotee. When it enters a battlefield, you search your library for Els- and graveyard for Elspeth Undaunted Hero. Put it onto your hand, into your hand. Ooh. That's four mana for a 3-3. Three, three. Hmm. Now, let me tell you, if that was any Elspeth card, different story. Yeah, that would yeah. be some good shit. Word. Yeah. Okay, last ability on Elspeth, minus eight. And remember, she starts at five and goes up by two. So this is your third turn in and she would survive if you minus eight her you give all your creatures plus x where x is your devotion to green is this is oh yes white White. i was thinking green of course (laughs) is this good enough zach like like is this good in a bird tribal deck where you're two or three colors is this good in a soldier deck where you're running tokens they don't have a mana cost uh not particularly like 
you're just never going to get to that eight, I don't think. Like, you have to plus her twice, and then on the third turn, minus eight her. Somebody's going to kill it. it but, but is anybody going to kill it? Could be. I you mean, know what I do? What's up? I just kill all of your creatures while you're, you're, you'd get there, and then I just wrath your oh, board, wrath board and be like, there you yeah. go. No, I, I nice, like that. Uh, sending nice a, ultimate scumbag. Sending a message. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Should we move on? I don't think this card is any good. You guys have sold me. I was, I thought, okay, you know what I was comparing it to? Jazal Goldmane, where you, where you pay five and he gives all your creatures plus X plus X, where X is the number of attacking creatures. Oh yeah, there you go. This is kind of like that plus X plus X, where X is devotion, you know, devotion. If you've got, if your creature has one pip, it's kind of like the same thing as the one creature that's attacking. I guess. Uh, yeah, let's just remember this card when we get to the sorceries, and there's a green sorcery that just does this. <laughs> green. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's. This is the other dual planeswalker, dual deck planeswalker. All right, we got Ashiok, Sculptor of Fears. He is a four loyalty, six mana planeswalker for Demir and four, so we're back to that six ceiling. Plus two, draw a card. Each player puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. Minus five. You get a creature from a graveyard into play under your control. Minus 11, you gain control of all creatures target opponent controls. Hmm. Ooh. What do you think, Zach? I would totally play this. This card looks hella dope. Fam, for some mill decks, I think. Okay, so this is... Uh, let me see if I can dissuade you from playing this. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've already pre-ordered like six. They were only like 15 cents. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <Yeah. laughs> That's like 781 Canadian. Yeah, man. So six mana to minus five it to get a creature back from any graveyard, right? Yep. yep. But you have to plus it first. So you're adding a mana onto something like uh, Rise from the Grave or Zombify. But you get to draw a card for that one mana, which is like one card for one mana. That's pretty, that's a pretty good deal because you get a planeswalker left over out of it and a reanimate. But you got to wait a turn. So are people are gonna are people gonna like let us plus this up to six and then leave it al- alive for a whole turn of the like a whole maybe they'll round f- around the table. Maybe they'll forget about Ashiok. It could happen behind the chip bowl. <laughs> behind the chip. Are they gonna forget about it if I have like a shield drain in my graveyard? No, probably not. They're gonna. They're going to slap the shit out of it, and then you <laughs> paid six mana and discarded a card to draw one card and make your opponents all draw two cards. Because each player puts the top... Each player. So we draw a card, then we mill two. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so we draw three, sort Wait, of, yeah. if Wait. we care about our graveyard. Ooh, that's bad. That's worse no, than I thought I mean, yeah, for your opponents. <laughs> I I persuaded myself to play it, and I dissuaded Max to, <laughs> or, or, sorry, uh, Zach to play no, it. No, Max and I are like the same person. <laughs> I'll go on record. <laughs> oh man, I got Max Grandel on the brain. Oh, uh, Max is just Zach in a Max suit. Oh, gross. That's why we've never seen them both in the same place at the same time, even though we totally have. I was like I was like even though we all had dinner that one night in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. That was, I, oh, I, I can I can duplicate. You just run back and forth really fast. Yeah. Like the Olsen twins. Very much so. <laughs> so are we, are we playing Ashiok? I, I won't. How many turns does it take before we can gain control of all of our opponent's creatures? Do we even care? It takes like five turns. Ugh. There's no way it's going to last that no, long. No. Eventually you're going to get that good creature, that bomb in the graveyard that everybody's going to think you're going to try and take, and they're just going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, because you keep plussing it, all of a sudden you're like, 
uh, plus draw card. Oh, mill my Villas Blood Arbiter. And everybody's like, okay, we're going to fuck Ashiok. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, moving on. We hope the card you drew is reanimate, asshole, because Ashiok can't help you now. All right, let's 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 check out the ones that are actually in the in the set. The, the Okos of the set, if you will. Yeah. The, the... Renin Sixes of Return to Theros. <laughs> oh, the Renin Sixes of Return, too. Or what? what is this set called? TBD. Beyond Death. Yeah, TBD. It's TBD yeah. if these planeswalkers are any G. Brando, read us the first one. God damn it. Okay, let's start with the local flavor, the guy that's just kind of there. They made him up the you know last weekend to show off the set's mechanics. Let's check him out. It's a Calyx. Sounds like a toilet bowl cleaner. Destiny's Hand. He is a four-loyalty planeswalker for Celestia and two. It has plus one. Look at the top four cards of your library. Put an enchantment from among them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom in a random order. Minus three. You exile target creature or enchantment. You don't control until target enchantment you do control leaves the battlefield. So it kind of turns them into a little mini O-ring. Or minus seven. You return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to play. Uh, the plus one has too many lines. I would counter that. But is it good enough to counter? I don't know, man. He's got that staff whipping around. He's got those scaly-looking rope thing. I don't know, maybe. At speed lines. No, you know what it is? It's when you hold a stick in the campfire, and then you take it out, and you wave it around real fast, and it makes like the, the little spark on the end smoke. That's what that is. <laughs> I have done that before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, we've, we've all done that. You feel like a wizard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like this guy. We feel like Calyx. We just didn't know it yet. I see, yes. Okay, so he's yeah. relatable. Right, that's why he's there. Good, yeah. good job, Calix. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we? I guess he'd go in the Enchantress deck. He, he goes in yeah. the Enchantress deck because you're gonna plus him to five, and he is going to find you an enchantment. Probably, like if you got twenty five, thirty enchantments in your Enchantress deck, like I mean, you might have that many. He'll get you your moat. He'll get you your moat or your propaganda effect or an O-ring effect. And if you and if you're not confident that he's going to do that and you just need to get rid of something, he's going to get rid of something provided you have an enchantment on the battlefield. I think that's worth noting that that minus ability, that what is it, a minus 3, you have to have an enchantment to target for you to activate that ability. Yeah. And then you hope they don't kill that enchantment, or if you put it on an aura, and then they kill the creature that the aura is attached to, because then they just like four for one you and got their creature back. <laughs> so this guy's just wait. If you kill him, they don't get the uh, the thing back. No, if you kill the enchantment that is the O ring now. Yeah. Like I've got a fist of the demigod on my dude, because obviously I'd play that in a Calyx deck because it's black red. And then I use that as an O-ring to get rid of their Vorinclex because it's the only removal spell that I played because I'm playing black, red, green, white. I don't have any good removal, obviously. And then, I have uh, no idea what the fuck you're saying. Then they disenchant my Fist of the Demigod. Or no, they don't disenchant it. They fucking terror my creature that the Fist of the Demigod is on. <laughs> and then it dies, and I lose my Fist of the Demigod, Wait, what, what, and they get their Vorinclex back. What color is the creature that the Fist of the Demigod's on? Because Terra can't target black or artifact creatures. Well, it's probably mono-red, because I'm obviously terrible at magic, because I'm playing this card and Fist of the Demigod in Commander. Oh my god. Okay, well, let's take a minute just to recognize that that minus seven is Replenish, and that is a real card. Yes. Like, get all your enchantments back from your graveyard to the battlefield. You could just have them die organically you could put your entire deck into your graveyard and then replenish yep both of those are good strategies all of those things are things <laughs> what, what's you the could do what's the cmc on replenish 
uh, white three sorcery. That's pretty good. Okay. Too bad that wasn't in this set. Right. Or is it? <laughs> Wait, I guess there's time. I suppose. Maybe. Possibly. Well, tomorrow. All right, let's keep going here. Let's talk about uh, some other really good stuff. Let's talk about Elspeth's son's nemesis, the face card of the set. And the opposite of Elspeth's son's champion. That's right. All right, let's <laughs> let's see how badass she is. I'll bet you she's bad as hell. She just escaped from death. Yes. Because death has no meaning in magic anymore. And so she's got a stick. She has. A, she's holding the prop that is my favorite card from the whole set. You'll have to listen later in the week to hear what that is. Oh, teaser. Elspeth's son's nemesis is a five loyalty planeswalker for white, white, two. She has minus one up to two target creatures you control. Each get Savannah Lion until end of turn. That's plus two, plus one. Minus two, create two, one, one white human soldier bros. Minus three, gain five life. Oh, baby. Wow. (laughs) That last ability, eh? Yeah. Ooh. I can't gain life. She's got one last ability. Give it a read, and then, then we'll talk about it a little bit. She has escape. For white, white, four, and what escape is, is you remove X number of cards from your graveyard and pay the escape cost, and then you can play that card from your graveyard. Okay. So it's, it's basically delve. And that's like the one of the main mechanics of the set. We're going to see it on some of the instants and sorceries in a few minutes when we get there. Zach, what do you think? I mean, on Elspeth here, I don't know. In general, I think there's, there's a possibility to... Uh, abuse this somehow right it doesn't it's not like flashback where when you can recap when you cast a spell again it like gets exiled or whatever it just goes back to your graveyard and you just keep doing it so Pro- provided that you can always exile four cards and pay the six you can always get this elspeth back so if you wanted to like do make two tokens make two tokens and then minus her to buff t- buff something or make two tokens make two tokens and then she just dies from getting attacked you can get her back with a full plate of loyalty i guess right i mean do i want her back yeah do you, like, <laughs> do you care that you played her the first time if you're heliod if you're the heliod from this set are you afraid of of this elspeth because i'm not no. sure. here how about this how about this forget that it's this elspeth or forget that her abilities are just like fine or marginal at best is it like how many planeswalkers do you need to cast before you just start like winning the game because people are trying to kill them instead of you if you pay six and exile four cards from your graveyard and gain your opponent's attackers in life because they're hitting her instead of you like does that start to accumulate an advantage for you like is this card secretly good no 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 yeah dang it yeah i mean answer to the first part of your question how many planeswalkers do you have to play two and one of them can't be elspeth's son's nemesis (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe we should move on. Okay, all right, last one. And this one I think is actually the best of the five, which granted isn't super high praise, but he's he's pretty good. Ashiok the Nightmare Muse is a five loyalty planeswalker for Demir and three. He has plus one, create a two, three blue and black nightmare creature token with whenever this creature attacks or blocks, each opponent exiles the top two cards of the library. Minus three, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Then that player exiles a card from their hand. And minus seven, you may cast up to three face-up cards your opponent's control from exile for free. Oof, what a mouthful. Got there. So plus one, create a two-three that when it attacks or blocks, they just exile a card. Yep. Okay. Two of them. Two. Two, Two cards. Two of them. Is that good? It's not bad. I think if you're playing the mill deck, maybe 
that. I'm not saying that's how you get rid of the Eldrazi Titan. But, <laughs> I mean, take what you can get, man. Maybe your your ley line of the void has been blown up, so you you got to do something. Yeah, I guess because it because when it blocks too, right? Because you yeah. make a blocker and leave it up, and then whenever it blocks, it's probably gonna die. But like, right. if somebody attacks Ashiok every turn and you mill them for two, is that like that's probably fine because you still have an Ashiok, right? Yeah, if you want this Ashiok. I mean, I don't know. I think this one's, <laughs> this one's pretty. Do- this one's definitely doper than the others. But yeah, yeah. I think so too. It's underwhelming. So, if you minus three, it return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, which is actually good. Yeah. That's that's going to put Ashiok to two, and it's going to get rid of their worst thing, and then you're going to mill them as well. They're going to remove a card from their hand. So, I mean, if they're right. if they're top decking it and you bounce their thing back, you remove oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this got way better then. Well, yeah, the second I, ability isn't terrible. Yeah, it's not. And the thing is, like... Exiling a card from the hand is different than from the top of the library, right? Like that's an actual thing you ha- they had, right? That they, they a resource they can just no longer use. I, that's I don't know. that's probably something that is a removal spell at turn five or six or seven when you're doing this, or it's something that costs five or six or seven mana that they haven't got to cast yet. This card got way better in my head because I thought you bounced something then you milled them for a card. No, 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 that'd be. That'd be much worse than it actually is. Yeah. This is a pretty okay card. Yeah, okay, I'd play okay, this. I could be convinced. Okay, now the minus seven just quickly cast up to three face-up cards that you exiled, presumably with Ashiok, so like the attacker block exile or the exile the thing in your hand. Are we ever going to get there? I think it's possible. I mean, he makes a pretty good blocker to protect himself. Yeah. On his way up. So, I mean, I could see it happening. I think that it is based on the power level that you're playing in in the game. And you know what, fringe case, anybody who uh, scries or uses the instant speed mirage tutors or maybe has a sensei's divining top or a scroll rack, maybe not scroll rock, but anybody who's got any of that isn't going to attack you because they've probably done something with the top of their library such that they don't want your Ashiok token to block. It's kind of yeah. a corner case, but like all of those cards I named see lots of play. They're going to see way more play than this Ashiok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So that's Planeswalkers. On the whole, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm hoping the Instance and Sorceries are better. Yeah, I mean... Zach? I, I was like, isn't Elspeth like the main super cool character for this set? And the Planeswalker card is not that pushed when there are so many other just real pushed cards in the set? Underwhelmed. Oh, yeah, very much yeah. so. Which, of course, you'll hear the rest of the week on the Epic Theros Beyond Death crossover. I don't know what it's called anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. I, have, I actually have it written down. The Epic Theros Set Review Crossover. Very good. Oh. So let's let's uh, let's move on to Instance and Sorceries. What do you guys think? Sure. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, let's start with the Instance, as we do usually on the show. I guess we're just going to kind of go through them. We're just going to scroll down the site that we're all on and talk about the cards as they they jump out and and make us really excited. Yeah, you know what? Not very many instants and sorceries in this particular set because they had to make room for the plethora of everything's legendary dot set and an echelon of enchantment creatures, of which we're not reviewing. That is up to Commander Central and Commander Social, and of course, by the end of the week, EDH Retcast. Yes. So tune into all those shows, of course, to hear about all of that great stuff. Agreed. 
Some of it you may already have heard yesterday. All right. Uh, let's just should we start with the intervention cycle, the first card in that with Thassa's Intervention. Sure. Give it a read. These are all X spells, right? Yes, sir. It is a blue-blue X for choose one. Look at the top X cards of your library. Put two of them, or up to two of them, into your hand, the rest in your bottom in a random order. <laughs> Put the rest of them in your bottom. On the <laughs> bottom of your library in a random order. Or counter target spell unless its controller pays twice X. Okay. What does everybody think? What do you think, Zach, of the first intervention? It's not... I, I don't know. I'm, I don't think it's great. I mean... I do like you could do the I wouldn't pay more than like maybe three into X for it to look at the top three cards maybe um, as far as the countering stuff I, I feel like there's just way better counter spells I, I agree I feel like you would cast this when somebody taps out or taps out save one mana and you yeah. just go blue blue X equals one so they have to pay two or it's countered so it's effectively a cancel in your deck if you smitty quit playing cancel or if it's late game and you just have like twenty mana, you could just like sort of scry twenty. It's not it's not scry, but it's like look at twenty and pick the best two, put the rest on the bottom. It's yeah, I mean it's good mana sync. It's good mana sync, and if somebody taps out early to mid game, you can you can cancel them. This just feels like one of those cards that it's two things on one card, and neither one of them are as good. Like it's blue sun zenith. And Counterspell on the same card. Yeah. But, I mean, you might as well just play Blue Sun Zenith and Counterspell. If you're going to pay four in it to counter a spell, which is where you're going to be to be more than just a pain in the ass, just play Cryptic Command. I was just going to say this feels like a poor person's Cryptic Command or Mystic Confluence. And yeah. I, th I think that we're going to see a, th a theme that you just hit on in that it feels like they they just mashed two things up and purposely made the two things like, ugh. Yeah. Let's see if the next intervention's better. Sure. Okay, the next one is Erebos' Intervention. It is black X. Choose one. Target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn, and you gain X life, or exile up to twice X target cards from graveyards. Ah, uh, sure. I don't know, Zach, what do you think? This is probably an early game removal or late game counter your reanimation spell. Am I right? Yeah, probably. Like, I don't know. I could see the uh, the uh, using the the first mode. The target creature gets minus X, minus X until turn, and you gain X life. Late game, just to, to get life. It's like, oh well, I'll kill a creature too. But really, I'm just wanting to gain life here. Um, as for the exile, the the cards. I mean, I don't know. Take it or leave it. I think that's the better mode, actually. Really? Yeah, I think so, because it's an instant, right? And they're reanimating something, or animate dead, or dance the dead. It just shuts that off. Yeah, that's true. At the cost I, of black one, really. Brando, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know. I think there's enough really, really good graveyard hate already, and I think yeah. that the first effect is pretty marginal. This is, well, and you know what, this is, again, this is fine graveyard hate, and this also incentivizes us to play Graveyard Hate in that we can just cash it in for life or to kill a creature if we need, right? Everybody needs to play more Graveyard Hate, I think. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, how'd you feel that time that I played that uh, Grafter's Cage? You motherfucker, I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> I knew I, that was. <laughs> it's always oh, going to happen, man. my friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I wish that I had a destroy tart artifact when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Here, listen. 
next Vegas rotisserie or next whatever we're doing in Vegas where we have to draft a commander deck, I'm going straight graveyard, baby. I gotta do know, it. Live hard and die with a vengeance. <laughs> So, so Hodaddy's gonna be your uh, your commander again? Is okay. that what I'm, I'm not making any provinces? Pro- provinces? I'm not making any promises, but I'm telling no you, but yes, yeah, I, that's what I, I'll be yeah. watching out for graph diggers' cages and the like. Legit, <laughs> legit. <laughs> Next two interventions, they're both sorceries, so we're gonna jump to sorceries real quick. But uh, we'll get them knocked out of the way just because they kind of feel the same. All right, we're gonna play uh, Big Perf's intervention. It is Red X. Choose one. Create an X1 red elemental creature token with trample and haste. Sack it at the end of the next end step or the beginning of the next end step. Or Perforosis Intervention deals twice X damage to target creature or planeswalker. I'm going to let you take this one. This is shit. But this it's, is absolute, it's got Earthquake. I can get a 7-1 for 4 on a card that I wouldn't play in Commander at any point in my life ever which is what the first mode is, and I can do twice X damage to target anything if I just play Earthquake. So why am I playing this? I was going to say it's Blaze, not Earthquake. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, it, it sucks. Zach, do you Man. agree with Brando's um, yes. evaluation? Yes, so much. I was like, I was like, I'm going to say I don't like this card, and they're going to be like, oh, no, it's really good because of this, and I'm going to be like, no. But yeah, no, this this card is trash. But so it has it's like, haste. Oh, yeah, I can make a 7-1 haster, and then someone's like, Doomblade, and it's just gone. I'm like, oh, well, that was a lot of effort for nothing. Or I can I can double fireball you. I've got a 1-1 one, one with first strike. Nice 24-1, bro. Yeah, you know what? This this yeah. one feels like a limited card to me. It really does. They yeah. all kind of yeah. do, but this one a lot of them especially do. it does. This is the card in the pack that you open it, and you flip it over, and you... First you drink, because that's the game we're obviously playing. Oh, yeah. And then you just feel shitty. Like, I just, I spent $5 on that pack. Ooh. And now, like, I I have nothing. That's real life. I'm going to leave this on the yeah. table for some kid. Maybe Nylea's intervention's better. I think that this one is touted as the best intervention, but I don't know. Let's see what you that guys That bar's think. pretty low. <laughs> the bar is low. I mean, if this if the card doesn't say punch yourself in the balls on it, it's probably better than these other three cards you've talked about. Nylea's intervention is green, green X- Choose one. Search your library for up to X land cards. Land cards. Put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. Or Nylea's Intervention does twice X damage to each, each, not just one, Perforosis Intervention, creature with flying. That is a card. X lands into hand. So that is Sylvan Scrying times X. Yes. Good? Very good. Zach? Deez. D's plus. Okay, D's I like plus. <laughs> Get, getting, I'm getting my Field of the Dead. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're getting your field of, field of the Dead and everything in your lands deck, right? Yeah, my my Cabal Coffers, my Urborg, and you're, everything. You're wrecking the Dragon deck, the Angel deck, the Bird Tribal deck, hashtag Bird Tribal. You're wrecking the Flyers deck, right? Yep. Or the Kalia deck, or the random Flying Commander. Like you're just wrecking their day. That's right? just a good ass yeah. card. That, you like that one? Oh yeah, you're gonna play that in your like in a lands deck. I mean, I'm maybe I'm biased because I'm gonna windmill slam this in Omnath to get my Ancient Tomb and my Gaia's Cradle mm-hmm. for four, and then just play them both because I can always play more than one land in a turn. Yeah, that's right. And I'll be miles ahead. What about what about your Windgrace deck, Zach? Do you have a do you have a, ahead. a lands deck? Or like any anything that cares about lands like that? Is there one of those in your meta? Um, I personally have one. So I, ha- it's not an EDH deck. It's a it's a brawl de- not brawl deck. It's a Oathbreaker deck. Sure. I have a Lord Windgrace 
Oathbreaker deck that's got all the lands, all the land shenanigans in it. And this would like just go straight into that. Okay. Because I, I need them lands. This is a solid. Because with like this one. Yeah, with like Lord Windgrace, like if I'm even having those lands in my hand, I can discard them to Windgrace to do that thing that he does that's good when you discard a land. Yeah. I think it's like draw two cards or something. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can get it back later. I'm not worried about it. And then, I mean, basically, you're going to have a lot of mana in green anyway. Uh, you know, mid-range, mid-game, when you're probably getting attacked with a bunch of flyers. So you're like, oh, I've ramped a bunch. So let me go ahead and just wipe those flyers off the board. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. I like it's, it. It's good for X equals one or two. It's good. F- it's fine at X equals one. It's good at yeah. X equals two. At anything X equals three or higher, all the way till the very late game, probably also good. It's a solid ass okay. card. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to to the instance and see what else we can kind of drum up there for some excitement. All right, we got uh, we have attack on Titan. Or eat to extinction. Yeah, that guy, kind of attack on Titan mouth, kind of like a, a gorilla showing all his teeth and gums mouth. Uh, eating a, eating a dude. Yeah, what it, does it do? It is an instant for black three exile target creature or planeswalker. Look at the top card of your library. You may put it into the bin. So I think the only thing we care about is like exile a planeswalker, or do we care about like the mill? Do we care what? about the? I don't know. It costs it, four. It, but it gets a planeswalker. It says kill target creature, creature or planeswalker, <clears throat> surveil one. That's what it says. Yeah. That's I suppose, fine. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I think that that's playable, and it's fine. Yeah. I. You know what? I, should... I, I think destroy target creature or planeswalker, we've seen... This is exile. This is exile. So this should cost three, really, but then we can surveil one. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, for the exile, I'll, I'll pay the extra. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good. What about uh, the the whitest green card of all, of all oh, time? Oh, why is this card not white? Huh? Uh, Mystic Renewal is an instant for green, and you talk target enchantment. That means put it on the bottom of their owner's library. Instant for green, put an enchantment on the bottom of its owner's library. Not only, okay, green does get rid of enchantments, so I will bow my head to that kind of portion of the color pie, but just white is the is what like white does for removal. Just pay white and deal with anything. Not, not green does that now, Ryan. I, apparently, green does everything. You know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, green's just green's just pushed in the set. You know what? I'm I'm fine with this card. I'm happy that that card exists. It's in the Enchantress deck, right where it probably belongs. It's a fine card. I think that if you want to deal with enchantments and you're playing green, this is better than maybe better than Naturalize, as long as there's no pes- pesky artifacts that you also have to take care of. I'd rather just play Force of Vigor. Oh, also oh, good. Balling out of control. Also Zach. good. Okay, moving on. All right. I, I actually I I hate it. But I like it in Whirlwind Denial. Because it sounds kind of like what I say at the beginning of the show where you go on a Whirlwind Adventure, except it's a Whirlwind of Denial. And yeah. they totally talk to a blue player for that flavor text, which is, and I quote, no, no, and no. Because that's how they'd say it. Yes. Because they play blue when they're smarter <laughs> than you. It's an instant for blue too for each spell and ability your opponent controls. Counter it unless its controller pays four. What do you think, Zach? I, I like this. I mean... You get in some sort of weird counterspell war with somebody, and they got like four things on the stack, and you're like, "But I want my stuff to resolve." And you're just like, "Oh, whirlwind denial, get out." Is this sort of like flusterstorm counter target instant or sorcery unless their controller pays one and it has storm? So you just like pile up all your flusterstorms on the one thing you want countered because they cast a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> but this is just like, well, you're gonna have to pay triple for it, but it's gonna get rid of everything that they did. I think that this card's like the truth. 
You know what the dirty, rotten piece of shit in me wants to do? Smack me for saying I'm going to play Flusterstorm uh, and Whirlwind Denial in the same deck? I want right? to sit there with Whirlwind Denial in my hand. I want to sit there. And I want to watch you try and combo off and Zach try and stop you. And then you're countering each other's shit. And by the time you've exhausted everything, you're just sitting there like... You just big dick control magic to each other. And I just... Will, I'll just counter all that shit. Fuck both y'all. Counter everything. I mean, I mean, I'd be okay with that, honestly. It's just like at that point, I'm like, oh man, why am I even alive? Like, what, what, what is happening? There's just the stack... What, what, what is the stack happening? And then Brando just saves us both. <laughs> it just saves us because we're trying to like parse out what what's on the stack when and yeah. did my brainstorm resolve? And you're just like, you know, don't even look at the cards. It doesn't even matter. You know, just I don't want to resolve this anymore. Let's <laughs> yeah. just fuck this. Let's just keep the turn oh, going. Okay, All moving right. on. Right, what do you think? Uh, you got one, Zach? Like, what, are you th- what are you thinking? Yeah, let's talk about uh, Drag to the Underworld. I think this is an interesting card. I'm I'm undecided on it yet, so maybe you guys can help me decide on it. It's uh, two black black for an instant. It says this spell costs X less to cast, where X is your devotion to black. Um, uh, destroy target creature. So Straight this up. Could- like I think it's legit. Like I think I, I think I would play this in a black deck. Like I'm gonna have permanence in that deck. You know my underworld connections is out, and suddenly this is just black black. Like I think that's good, right? I think it's good too. I like unconditional. Like, like I don't want it to say non black. I don't want it to say non artifact. I I would like to say I'd like it to say re- not regenerate, but that's not. Who cares? Black black kill anything. It's good. It's solid. Yeah, I I like it. I mean, it's better than victim of night. Right, because it doesn't have all of those non-werewolf, oh, non-vampire yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So it just kills a thing. It's gonna cost you two because you're playing it in a black deck. Yeah, I like it too. I wish it said destroy two target creatures and it was like black, black five Duh. or black, black four or something. Right, oh, so you can get be... two things for black, black. Oh, oh baby, double path in black. <laughs> I like that. Now, what about you, Ryan? You got a, you got one that you're 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 digging on. Well, speaking of the black removal train, how about final death instant black four. Exile target Creech. And then there's a period, and that's the end of the words on the card that aren't flavor text. Yes, that's it. Holy shit. <laughs> Just exiles it. It sticks a peg through it, and you're stuck in the underworld forever because you're stuck on this peg. That's what the I mean, I, is. I see this card in the stack, and I'm just like, well... There's more than five lines. I don't know if it's, it's hard text or uh, flavor text. Let me go ahead and just whirlwind denial this puppy. Get out. And it costs five, so I can't even pay the extra four. <laughs> so this is yeah, the I mean, you're, you're, getting, you're getting someone else's Vorin Clucks with it, and I'm like, no, 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 you're not. But the last one I want to talk about, the last removal spell that I want to talk about is Triumphant Surge, just because I think it should cost white one. And I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that says, oh, this should be like this, this should be like this. Obviously, I'm not a game designer. They know more about the cards being printed than me. Destroy target creature with power four or greater. You gain three life. I just wish that that could have been included along with the the top tier of white removal and be, you know, white or white one and be like one of the it removal cards. But, you know, you can't get them all, so it's fine. Yeah. And we've got a, I'd be okay with it if we're two, then white. I'd, I'd play that. Yeah. We've got a quasi-reprint of Thirst for Knowledge and Thirst for Meaning. It's the exact same card. Blue two for an instant, draw three cards, then discard two cards, unless you discard an enchantment. Thirst for Knowledge was discard in Artifact. But uh, I don't know if this is going to see a lot of EDH play, but it's fine. I think the Enchantress deck wants it. It's a draw yeah. three for three, which is above yeah. rate. Sorry, it's a draw two for three, which is 
it's kind of on. I don't know, man. I don't it's, know. I think, I think this card's fine in like your enchantress uh, decks, but outside of that, I don't even know. I, I wouldn't play it. Do people play Thirst for Knowledge in EDH where artifacts are way easier to abuse? I do. You do? Is it is I it do. that good? It's I. Is it better or worse than like Ponder, Preordain, Brainstorm, Opt? Uh, so I. I think so because I, I don't know just like the whole cantrip thing I, I don't I don't do a lot of cantrips in uh in EDH but like when like I know it's good in an Emery deck right so Emery it's like draw three cards okay oh yeah and then discard then, an artifact and, then and Emery discard wants you to do that. a lotus blossom or lotus petal or whatever right like for that that's the deck I have it in and it's it's pretty good there I can't speak up to it otherwise yeah and I'm sure like anything that's gonna play like whatever replenish calyx or whatever whatever is going to get enchantments back from your graveyard like it's going to want this so if that deck starts yeah. to exist because of this set or if it already does with the bant enchantress commanders from last year then this this card will probably go in that deck yeah it's good it's fine and we've got a uh, thrill of possibility i'm just going to mention this one real fast red one instant as an additional cost to play it you discard a card you draw two cards that's one of those boring removal spells i talked about last week where it's just it's fine but it's there's a million cards that do the same thing yeah it Here's was printed one. originally in eldraine and i think they're probably just wanting to keep it in standard longer so they just reprint yeah. it yeah. speaking of reprints Yes, reprints indeed. I'm I'm pumped about this one. This is a good I'm, one. I'm excited for this. We have an idyllic tutor. Oh baby, Zach, why don't you give it a read? Idyllic tutor is a sorcery for two and a white that says search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. This is dope and does dope things, and I want a lot of these because they're cheap right now. Very uh, much so. I yeah, idyllic tutor peaked out <clears throat> at like what did I say before the show? Forty bucks. Like forty or yeah. forty five. Yeah, and it is for pre-sale now on anywhere in the land of the free. I'm not sure uh, where you get cards, anybody, but you should get them at face-to-facegames.com, Canada's Canada biggest magic store. store. Seven ninety nine. That's good. Wow. Yeah. That's, right. That that's where I've seen it for not that cheap here. Um, maybe I'm have to like have it like you know so, shipped in from Canada. Like this this one is this one is tanking. Like the like the original price of of the Morning Tide one is tanking or whatever, and I don't know. Like if we already have Enlightened Tutors, is this better or is it in in addition to? Because this is sorcery to hand. Enlightened Tutor is instant to top of deck, but you can do it at end of turn. Preference anybody? I like this one as a budget option if you don't have Enlightened Tutor. Like, oh fuck! I love that Idealic Tutor is the budget option now. Yeah, I'd play Enlightened Tutor yeah. over Idealic Tutor, but like. I'd play Idealic Tutor if I had one because it's going to cost me less money. So I mean, yeah. ideally, I'd play both. Ideally? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that, that was a Ryan Green dad joke. I, it's for Ryan. It's fine. I it's feel all, you. It's yeah. all good. I also like that they made sure that they printed like kind of shitty art on this so that it'll always be worth less than the Lorwyn one or Morning Tide one or the hell the other one's from. Uh, they're both fine. One's a bird. One's a giant hand. I mean, it's birds fine. are way better than giant hands. I don't know. You know what they say about Unless giant, giant hands? Hand. Giant gloves? Yes. That is what they say. Yep. Giant <laughs> giant um, mitts, I guess. Speaking of cards with sick art. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to do it. It's, it's uh, Bedevil based on the picture. <laughs> Bedevil 2.0. But it's a lure of the unknown based on real life. It's a uh, sorcery for Rakdos and 3. Reveal the top six cards of your library. An opponent... 
exiles a non-land card from among them, you draw the rest, and then your opponent gets to play the card that they picked. So this is a draw five for five. Here, opponent, have a free card. Not worth it. Really? No. Really? Not worth it. Yes, it is. No, it is not. It is not. Zach, tiebreaker. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm with Brando. I I think it's not. You guys it's are like, a bunch of whips. It's like, well, that's what this is what Max told me too. Max is like, no, it's draw five for five, and I was like, yeah, but it's also on top of that, your opponent gets the best card out of the six you draw, and then maybe just destroys you with it. Well, not worth it. Only to me. if the spell that they take is like a removal spell or something. What if it's just a really good spell? Yeah, well, stop like... putting good spells in your deck, man. <laughs> this is CCO Nation. I, I don't I don't know if you know about the like you know Jason All has his seventy five percent rule. Yeah. There's a Zach seventy five percent rule. Okay. And that's build build my deck at a hundred percent, but play it at fifty percent because I'm not good at this game. <laughs> and so like who knows what they're gonna get. They're gonna get my Necropotence or my Phyrexian Arena or my Bolus' Citadel or I don't know. That's real life. Okay, I Scary. got you. I got you. Let me tell you a story about why these cards aren't good. Have I told you my scheming symmetry story yet? I don't know. So I was playing Slivers. I want to hear it. And this guy plays scheming symmetry. I'm like, me, 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 me. Pick me, pick me. I promise I won't find anything broken. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. And I did. And I found like a value <laughs> sliver and I won the game immediately. A value sliver? Yep. The Just one like play a sliver, draw a card. Won the game hashtag- immediately. Because that, I don't want to call him an idiot, but that <laughs> fool let me search for a card, and I immediately killed him with it. And that's exactly what this L- does, live in that, except it's more random. Living that hashtag scumbags unite life. That's right. Oh, I, like I, I don't know, though, because like if I'm putting cards that are niche to my strategy into my deck that don't synergize with your deck very well, or just generally are at a low power level that aren't going to affect the game at large but because i have a redundancy in them that if i were to draw five of them at once like that's good for me i know i'm crafting a scenario a little bit but it's real okay, life okay. It's synergy decks that that's a draw five for five i mean i'd play this in a Rakdos pre-con there you go <laughs> there it is there it is i play this I in boros pre-con because fucking boros can't draw cards <laughs> oh boros I'd also the play worst both printings of thrill for po- thrill of possibility <laughs> just just because i need all the help i can get oh man let's let's move on uh, we're split you guys are you guys are one up in me we'll see who's the the real champion in 10 months from now when i write another article uh when i write the the top 10 for 2020 yeah, and yeah. I'll call this my number one card. Yeah, and then everybody's going to laugh at you. You'll be fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where do we want to go from here, boys? How about Rise oh. Rise to Glory? Because that looks like a really great card, but really, it's kind of an Obsidat's aid, but not as good, but also twice as good. All right. It's a sorcery for Orzov and three. Choose one or both. Return to target. Return to target. The worst thing. Return target creature card from your graveyard to play or return target aura card from your graveyard to play. So Obsidat's aid is Orzhoven 3, sorcery, exactly the same. Return target permanent card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So you get any permanent but only one. This one you get a creature or an enchantment, but you could get both. Or a creature enchantment. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You could still get another Ooh. thing. <laughs> So I don't know, Zach. What do you think? Do you do you play Obsidian's Aid? Would you play this? Would you play both? I would. I'd probably play Obsidian's Aid. I don't know. I've never played both. Like I, I think this card's fine. It's not like 
the most amazing card, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Returning a card uh, from your graveyard to Battlefield, pretty legit. Yep. Uh, you know, returning Aura, same deal. Like, I, I think this could be cool in the right kind of deck. I think you're definitely playing some sort of Orzov soldier strategy. Or like business, Orzov maybe. tokens, maybe. And this gets back like a... This might get back, uh, like rise, rise to glory might get you back your your win condition, like your Cathar's Crusade or a Sun Titan or yeah. a Grave Titan, right? But yeah, like I I could see that. Like in my, I used to run an Isle of the Eternal Pilgrim deck. I I'd probably play this in there. Yeah, you know what? Rise to glory doesn't get you back though. It doesn't get you back your Ashnod's Altar and Obsidat's Aid Wood. So Ashnod's Altar being like the combo win con when you got like double death triggers or double panharmonicon enter the battlefield triggers. You know what else? I would gets never back? build a deck like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> what else does it get you? <laughs> totally back? have. It gets you back your Sir Conrad and that goddamn enchantment that gives Sir Conrad infect in all of those goddamn aristocrats decks. I am so sick of aristocrats decks, and when I have more time, I am gonna. Whew, I'm so sick of that crap. You know what you do then? Just play everything that's like buffed green up over the last 12 or 13 months. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Bro, sick bro. Of, uh, aristocrats are so 2018, Brando, except for Sir Conrad. <laughs> except for Sir Conrad. Literally in the last three weeks at EDH&M, every single game I've played, every single game there has been an aristocrats deck. Yeah, that's real Re- life. So. Remind me not to play Yawgmoth against you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is the aristocrats king. Oh, whatever. I ain't chicken. I ain't afraid let's, of nothing. Let's move on here because I think there's there's maybe one or two more cards, and then we've got uh, a little surprise for everybody. Ooh, I love surprises. Can I can I do the next one? Can I pick the next card? Yeah, sure. Let's pick the one that makes that first Elspeth we talked about totally irrelevant. Do in it. Cloithes's design. Oh, is that how you say that? That's how I say it. I was saying Clothus. Cloth Clothus. Oh, okay. whatever the hell. Zach tiebreaker. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> You're both right. There we go. I like to hear that. I like that. Uh, green five creatures you control get plus X plus X until end of turn where X is your devotion to green. <clears throat> Clean, simple. Make your dudes giant. Slap somebody's face off. Beat wholesale ass, as we say here. Oh, I do like beating <laughs> wholesale amounts of ass. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that that's fine. You you can play that. Oh yeah, that's that's good. That's a, that's your six mana overrun effect for this set and if you want another overrun effect if you want another one like a fourth or a fifth one then this is a good overrun yeah well you could run this if you're already running overrun because overrun only costs five right yeah but i mean like like overrun is the baseline everything else is either more mana but gives you more buff or less mana gives you less buff so i don't know Take your pick on where you want it to fit into the curve. This one is just another one of those. Yeah. So I feel like what's left is mostly, I think most of it's kind of junk. Do we have a, a uh, grand finale card? There, so before the grand finale card, there, there's one card I would like to mention, and that's a uh, sweet oblivion. I was just looking at that one. <clears throat> like I think this card's abusable. It's a uh, one in a blue uh, for a sorcery that says target player puts top four cards of their library into their graveyard yep. as escape for three in a blue. I mean, and exiles, so you have to exile four, right? So this puts four into the graveyard. But you and target you yourself. It. You target yeah, yourself, exactly. right? And in a, in a self-mill strategy, I think this could just, I think this is abusable. 100%. Like, I'm totally going to try. Yep. This along with that merfolk, there's a merfolk that you could probably self-mill yourself in limited. Like now there's in a 40-card deck. Because there's three lab maniacs now. 
Is it three? Yeah. Well, there's yeah. that thing. There's Lab Man, and there's that Jace. You can play oh, all of that. Oh, and yeah, this, that and... that thing I was well, just talking about is yeah. the new Lab yeah, Man. The, yeah, yeah, the thing that they 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 released it. They previewed it today, right? The new Lab Man thing. Uh, yeah, today. I, the, you, everybody will know what we're talking about if they listen to the Commander Central episode that you're on. Yeah. Yesterday, tomorrow. That's right. And you'll make sure to talk about that merfolk that works with Sweet Oblivion and is a Lab Maniac. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that right after I challenge Dana Roach to a fight. Excellent. Do it. Yeah. He's I mean, I think big. he's gonna he's gonna win. He's definitely gonna gonna beat that that A on you. But you know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I think? I, I think that that is like that is our climax card right there. I Just imagining Brando and Dana fighting, <laughs> like an actual fight. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, a sweaty well, so, one because it'll be in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have to take your shirt off to fight. That's how. That's how adults fight. Oh yeah. yeah. No 100%. shirt, no shoes. Just like Fight Club. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, I wanted I wanted to do a little bit of a surprise thing, and this was an idea that I had discussed with the group of us that are doing the Epic Theros Beyond Death set review crossover. Did I get it? Yep. Sure. Your Good favorite job. card outside of our own category. Oh. So oh. I don't know, Zach, if you've got yours picked. I'm pretty sure I do. I'm pretty sure I do. I think that Brando might have had his already because he might have mentioned it, and I for sure know what mine is. I'll do mine real, real quick while sure. you scroll to yours and Zach picks his. I like Shadow Spear. It's a one-mana artifact, legendary artifact. It's an equipment, but I don't give a shit about that. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has trample and lifelink. I don't give a shit about that. What I give a shit about is the one permanence or opponent's control, lose hexproof, and indestructible until end of turn. And it doesn't yes. need to be equipped to do that. I, I, yep. I love that. I'm so happy that there's finally an effect that just takes away that non-interactive board state that your opponents sometimes build up. Well, there is uh, like Arcane Lighthouse. Well, yeah, but and that Spotlight card doesn't get rid of Indestructible. This gets into this way. Yeah, it takes away Indestructible oh, and Hexproof. Like it. Wow. It, it gets rid of Avison shenanigans. It just. It levels oh. the playing field back to... Th I love this card. Yeah, I love you can, it. Yes, you can get rid of Avacyn Indestructible and you just kill her and then everything loses Indestructible. Or you just kill all their stuff because none of it has Indestructible anymore. Because yeah. all of their permanents lose Hexproof and Indestructible. Yeah, you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Shadow Spear, you just stick it to Avacyn. Yeah. It's... it's it's uh, What's her name? What, she has two Planeswalkers in this set. We talked about her. We're going back. Elspeth. It's got... It's Elspeth's weapon and it hoses original Elspeth's emblem. Ooh, <laughs> deep cuts, deep Ooh, cuts. Yeah. yeah. Deep cuts, baby. So that's mine. What, yeah. What's yours, Red Red? Mine is definitely Underworld Breach, and I don't think it's any secret that I love playing Zatahedron Grinder, and I think it's certainly no secret that I love me some Yogmoth's Will. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is an enchantment for Red One. Each non-land card in your graveyard has motherfucking escape. Yeah. Okay, so the escape cost is equal to the card's converted mana cost, plus exile three other cards from your graveyard, and at the beginning of your end step, sacrifice Underworld Breach. So in Zada, your graveyard is routinely full of all the instants and sorceries you've, you've cast, and your fetch lands and stuff that has just organically died if it is a longer game where you've just, like, chump-blocked with some kobolds or goblins, and you can just start to storm, start to ritual, start to draw... And then you can Underworld Breach and then do it all again because you have the cards in your graveyard that might give you a mana for each goblin you control or each card in your hand after you've just drawn 20. So this is two mana, sort of Yogmoth's Will, where instead of casting them once and exiling them with Yogmoth's Will, you 
cast them as many times as you want at the cost of three cards. And let me tell you, if you've got a bunch of mana, you can just Wheel of Fortune through your entire deck and sculpt a hand, sculpt your graveyard to then cast with Underworld Breach or Past in Flames or just continue to play more and more stuff with your Treasonous Ogre where you just pay life for red mana. Yeah. So definitely my favorite card of the set thus far. What do you got for Zach? All right. Um, you can't judge me too hard on this. Oh, we'll be judging. Too late. Yep. It's Nyx Bloom Ancient. Oh. <clears throat> uh, it's a four green, green, green for an enchantment creature elemental. It has trample. It's a five, five and says, if you tap a permanent for mana, it produces three times as much mana. So Three times. Yeah. And like the thing is with like, so here, here's my like a dream scenario. So I, uh, first I have to have a, I'm playing Saltai in this scenario. Sure. And so I've got my Leyline Anticipation out, and I've got my Cabal Coffers and my Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth out, and then I flash in at the end of someone's turn, Nyx Bloom Ancient, and then I just expropriate the table. (laughs) 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 That's that's what Zach's dreams are made of. (laughs) Just all your favorite cards. Yes, just all my favorite cards being jammed into one impossible scenario. <laughs> that That is a mighty, mighty card, right? Have you guys listened yeah. to CMDR Central with me and Max and Danny yet? Nope. Oh. But we will tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yesterday. Yup, because <laughs> Some, I have all someday. sorts of thoughts on this card that I'm going to save for then because I don't want to just sound like I'm saying all the same shit over yeah, again. Yeah, that's right. I can't help but think of any, anything that just like says it produces double because then it produces... Like double and triple, right? We were talking oh, about man. it. This card um, is this card is legit. That, yeah, you got yeah, you got mana reflection in this, and you're just you're off to have, the races. You're gonna have so much mana that you can't use. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Rider replication. So you got six of these. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> Anyways, man, we, we, can't, we can't get into it. We can't get into it. It's not our set review, but I'm it's sure you're gonna legendary. do a f- Yeah, exactly. Right, because <laughs> it needed to be legendary. Can you fucking imagine oh, if it was yeah. somebody's commander? No, oh my we God. don't want that. No, nobody wants that at all. I do. <laughs> Scumbags unite indeed. That's it. So those are the instant the sorceries shirt. and the walkers, boys. What do you what do you what do you think? Are we are we enthused? Are we jazzed up? Is this sweet, sweet, as it were? Sweet, sweet. Instants, sorceries, and planeswalkers. I am totally meh on those categories of cards. But outside of those, I'm sure everybody out there in CCO Nation or whatever nation they belong to are going to hear some good cards on the other crossover set review shows. Yeah, I feel like because we're the best podcast of the bunch, they gave us the lowest quality category to talk about because they knew that we'd make it interesting. And they lump Zach in there with us. What does that say about Zach? <laughs> how, how did how did they know? They sent you, you, they sent you the, the dumbest podcaster and gave you the worst group. Like... We had to talk about this, and you guys weren't supposed to know. I'm sorry. Zach, we wholeheartedly do not feel that way, and we would like to thank you. We had some audio trouble behind the scenes, everybody, so Zach had some trouble on his end. We had some trouble on our end, and we had a great time figuring it out. So we'd like to thank you for being here, of course, taking 17 hours out of your night tonight. Hey, no, I wasn't doing anything else. And also, like, thanks for having me, guys. Like, it, it's... It's an honor to, to be on anyone else's podcast. That anyone would want me. I just feel honored. So let everybody know where they can find you and when your set review show is going to be launching so they can they can find you there if they don't want to just click on the link to your show and our show notes. 
So if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Z4CK38. Um, if you want to find my podcast, Commander Social, or my, I, I co-host with Ryan Green, um, that's at Commander Social. Our uh, show is going to air on, I'm clicking in an email real fast, it is going to be the day after you hear this. So tomorrow you will be hearing us review artifacts, enchantments, and lands, and there's not a lot of them. Um, but yeah, and also if you, you know, like what you hear on our thing, we have a patron. It's patreon.com slash commander social. We do some cool stuff there. There's cool things we, we do. So yeah, that's about all I have. And again, thanks thanks for having me, guys. It's always a blast to have other people on our show. And I, I don't want to make that sound too much like a final thought of the day. So Brando, thank our glorious overlords and sponsors. Final thought of the day and final thought of the Holy the inch, what do we do instant sorceries and planeswalkers for the epic theros set review crossover okay big thanks to zach for me as well it's been great having you here bud big thanks to face to face games.com they're canada's biggest magic store for helping us keep the lights on big thanks to all of you for listening to us talk about all these janky cards for the last hour i think that this set's going to be really good but i think most of the value is going to come from the stuff that we didn't necessarily talk about Ooh. today uh Sorry, guys, but thanks for sticking in there with us. We're going to be back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Idea of the century. Ooh. Theros Beyond Death launches. Open Flippy.Drinky on YouTube. Yeah. You already, you already had that planned? Like you had it scheduled in? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was in my brain already. C- continue. Okay. Speaking of continuing, we're going to see you on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Ooh.